Yeah, man, it's the only DJ Chase, the host of the pregame party on this podcast, right here on WDJC DJ Chase Radio. Notice DJ Chase Radio.com, YouTube DJ Chase TV. We on 12 mobile apps, man. We have the special, special guest right now, New York City's own DA Rudis Jones. How you doing, mama? I'm chilling. <laughs> copy, 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 man. Yes, that's good. That's good. Today was a it was a nice day today, so yeah. It was really I almost melted, but it was nice. I'm not gonna complain. I take this over snow and cold and Uggs any day. I love the cold, so I got my jackets ready for the for the winter time. I love the cold, so I gotta be naked. I don't like clothes. Like my body be like, give us us free. Like I don't want. (laughs) Copy, copy, copy. (laughs) Be crazy. So okay, so. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, right? Because I was trying to find it, right? I know you're from New York City, but where in New York are you from? Are you from Brooklyn or are you from the Bronx? You want me to tell the truth? Yeah. I'm from the Bronx, but I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why 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 are you ashamed to say you're from the Bronx? Let's hear this one. It's not that I'm ashamed. I just I don't like the Bronx. Like we And don't I don't like the- Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the I worst. Live, I eat sleep shit Brooklyn. Like I don't even I don't even do events that's uptown. Like, all right, let's call it spade to spade. When you try to do events uptown, mm-hmm. no money comes. There's no bread. There's no bread uptown. There's no bread. When you do events uptown, you're doing it for the love. <laughs> okay, I agree with that. But the I people, the, but the Bro- but Brooklyn people are, are, are arrogant and nasty. You know that, right? They're very vain. Um, what do you think I am? Okay, never mind. All right. Well, how did growing up in how did growing up in Brooklyn? Uh, affects you this this hustle who you know what i'm gonna say this how did new york city turn on this hustle of the rudis jones honestly the rudis jones legit came from heartbreak wow okay explain yourself so i was dating this girl Mm -hmm. because i mostly dated girls i just started dating men as an adult i didn't like i had my first boyfriend as an adult when i was 30 which is crazy I'm 36. But anyway, so I was dating a girl and I was like stupid in love. And she was cheating and 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 cheating. She cheated. She just couldn't keep a pussy to herself. And I dealt with girls before. She never dealt with girls. So I would give her a pass. Like, I know I'm your first girl, my guy. Go play. Like, I'm giving you a pass. So go explore your sexuality because I understand the importance of that. Well, you do know that that's opening that opened the floodgates for the cheat, right? She was already doing it. Yeah, but so I was doing that okay. I'm like, you can do it. Like I under I have such a vivid understanding of sexuality, and I understand that what the more you try to repress it and not explore it, the more unhappy you are. So I'm just like, just remember where home is. Go do you. And she started a relationship behind my back. So, yeah, it's Derudis Jones started off as a web diary. So I would talk about all of the shit that I was going through and the dis- disrespectful things that she did. And then I started performing it. Like I've always performed. I've performed since I was four. Mm-hmm. But like, Derudis Jones, the character, the person legit came from a heartbreak online diary. Wow. Okay. That's 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 totally not what I was thinking in my head, but uh, thank you uh, for that. I, I didn't even know that about you, but you learn something new every day, right? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you like I said, your resume is crazy. You've been performing a long time. You know, you're a natural performer. What what kind of inspired you from not not that story of heartbreak, but what inspired you from younger to really, you know, want to be in front of the stage and stuff? Because we 90s babies and not, you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm an 80s baby. No, I mean 80s baby, but we grew up in the 90s. So Okay, yeah. That's that. what I mean, yeah. So no, we 80s. These 90s babies is idiots. I don't I don't I don't associate with 90s babies. It, it, after us they they're stupid. They're just dumb. I don't I don't want that disease. Yeah, I don't want um, that. So my mom actually put me in African dance when I was 3. Mm -hmm. So I was with the dance group called La Rock Bay. Mm -hmm. Which was a very big dance group at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I danced with LaRock Bay and then I went into being a part of dance groups in my school mm -hmm. um, that was elementary and middle school and then from there into high school I was a little hurt rat drug dealer I ain't even gonna sugarcoat my shit I, That's all right. I was a drug dealer and I, I was extremely talented like I've always wrote because I grew up in an abusive home. My dad was extremely, extremely abusive. Mm -hmm. So I didn't talk, I wrote. So gotcha. I would write poems, I would write songs, I would write raps, like I would just write. Mm -hmm. And when I got to high school, it just erupted. So I, I got into um, a theater group called The Respect Project. Mm -hmm. I've seen audition online on Craigslist show. We old. I've seen the audition for it on Craigslist. Listen, I mean, they didn't need to bring Craigslist back. I was getting jobs back. This LinkedIn, this LinkedIn society is crazy. Craigslist was popping. I got the majority of my jobs off of Craigslist. Mm -hmm. But um, I begged my mom to take me to the audition. She took me to the audition and I was a hood rat walking in and George Faison's like, and what do you do? I'm like, I do everything, bro. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? What do you sing? I'm like, yeah, I sing, bro. Then sing. He had me sing. He had the, the the guy on the piano and kept going up scales, going up, going up, going up, going up, and I kept going up. Like, bitch, I sing. Fuck yeah. You don't yeah. Like, oh, really? Go lower. Went all the way to baritone. Could still do it. Yeah. Okay. He says you could dance. I'm like, yeah, I could dance. I was in La Rock Bay. Oh, so you know Funga. Let's go Funga. <laughs> so I did Funga. He's like, after Funga, he's like, Evo. I did Evo. He's like, oh, you think you're something. I'm like, I know I'm something, bro. What are you talking about? He said, well, you said you can rap. Rap. So I rapped. And he's like, hmm. And gave me the filthiest look because I was able to do everything he said. It happens. It happens. Well, I was killing it. And yeah. he, he they called me like a week later. Yeah. Like, yeah, we want you. And I just turned into the biggest hood rat theater kid. And I lived and died for the stage. Like, the stage was my bitch. Listen, my you did bitch. your thing, Noah. Got you where you at today, right? That's you know what I'm saying? So I, I seen there that you work with uh, the great, uh, iconic Maya Angelou. How did that? How did you swing that one? How did that happen? George Favon. Gotcha. Um, I was trained by George I want to say damn near 12 years maybe mm -hmm. um, and he took us to perform in the National Black Theater Festival mm -hmm. and we're thinking we're just going to the National Black Theater Festival we're hyped off of that like whatever Ooh, we're cool mm -hmm. and after we performed he's like we're going to have lunch 
So we're mm. like, okay, we're going to have lunch. And we pull up to this house. And we're like, we're having lunch at somebody's house? Like, this is very unlike you. Mm. And we get inside and we start seeing pictures on the on the counters and the, 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 the shelves of Maya Angelou. And we're like, we in my house, bitch. <laughs> It's probably because he, you know, he probably didn't want y'all to get nervous. That's why he didn't tell y'all. Yep. Yeah, he didn't want y'all to We piled into the kitchen and she was sitting there and we got to take our pictures with her. And I'm just like, wait, what? This is my idol. I've been in love with this woman since I was seven. I couldn't Especially talk. you, especially you spoken word and poetry and, you know, that, that all, the whole great gamut of it all. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. So I know I you definitely was in heaven. I was sick and we're sick. After we ate, we sat down in her living room and she read poems to us. And then she had us read our stuff to her. And we was doing the songs from the play to her, from the project to her. And she said, the highlight of my life, because I didn't need anything else to make me cocky, but she gave it. She said- Listen, that's Maya Angelou. So listen, fact, sometimes sometimes you gotta just, you gotta take it for what it is, you know? I took it. She said, yeah. if anybody ever tells you they don't love you, you tell them, fuck you, Maya loves me. And baby, when I tell people, fuck you, Maya loves me, they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I say it to this day. <laughs> nah, that's what's so, how long ago was that? That was like in high school? I was. That's crazy, that's dope. Maybe 19. Okay, fairly, got you. Maybe yeah. 19, yeah. That's that's crazy, though. That's crazy. You know. Are you playing with it twice? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's what's up. That's what's up. So I wanted to ask you this question. Um, you know, I want to fast forward, right? Because you know, you have once again your resume is crazy. You have a lot of uh, <laughs> you have a lot of um, sorry, a lot of background as far as performing. And then you know, as of maybe the last few years, you started putting your own uh events on. Um, you know, what in, what inspired you to put your own events on? Because as a whole, like, stuff I want to ask, like, based around that. So what made you want to say, you know what? I'm not going to be so much in front of the camera or in front of the stage, but I want to be more behind the stage. What, what, what it sparked that? The honest response? Yeah, honesty. The showcases in New York are shit. They're disrespectful. They're condescending. They're dismissive. They're using. They're abusing. They're robbing. They're garbage. They yeah, I wanted. I wanted to debate. I wanted to debate this with you. So they they treat artists like bitches. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that the artists are perfect and pristine because they're dicks. A lot of them are shiny dicks. But with the culture of the showcases in New York, a lot of artists that are dope are hmm. getting overlooked. And I don't like that. Okay, can I say something? Mm-hmm. All right, we gonna we gonna we gonna. I I I I wanted to get into this with you because I wanted to. I needed this back and forth, right? Now, once again, I've DJ probably thousands of showcases in like the last maybe how long? I've been I've been what since twenty seventeen, so I've been really hitting the showcase circuit, but I've been doing them longer than that, but like really consistently since twenty seventeen, right? I was I've DJ for every possible rapper except if you wasn't a rapper probably under the age of 17 I haven't DJ for you right and they all have the same attitude they act like they're entitled so it doesn't even be the promoter it's not me they try to blame me they try to blame the song speed every other thing else in their mind that they can come up with which is so not why true. did that artist 
why does that artist still have a platform when we've already identified that artist is problematic because they are capable of paying to be in the show Nah, that's not why i don't think that but like i said i'm, I'm here i'm i'm here to you know go back before we're gonna have a difference of opinion but a lot of it is too because my thing is they should pay because they also have to understand that this is the music business you see my house this is these are all my wars right these are not free these these don't come i'm in my studio this is my studio it, it, it costs money. This is electric bill. You got marketing, you got promotion, you got graphic design, you have all of these expenses. So my thing is artists have to also understand even summer jam is, 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 is pay for play. So even when you realize you have a budget, you have to understand how to allocate your budget. So my thing is, even, even if you sign to a record label, you have to, here, let me show you, you have to do, you have to do sound scan and different things. Like that. Now I get all of this, and I'm not denouncing but, any of this. But but I, what but I'm saying, hold on. But what I'm saying is, is that when you start letting artists get away with just because they talented, talent don't get you by in this world. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't market yourself, if you don't understand expenses or playlisting or different things like just just a simple minor, just contrib contributing and investing in yourself, you're gonna and you're, you're creating a monster there that they have this entitlement. If you don't know, if if no one ever told you taught you how to wash your ass, would you know how to wash your ass? I'm have to learn because I'm be stink. But you have to learn from someone, correct? Honestly, with me, my life was a little different, so I don't want to go hard like that. But my thing is, I had to learn a lot of shit on my own. Trust me. But but you learned it from somewhere. No, I had to learn it on my own. But knowledge comes from somewhere. It doesn't come out your feet. It comes no. from somewhere. Nah, it comes it from a concept, the idea, there's information that's put out for you mm -hmm. to gather from other humans. But my thing is, there's books on everything. Like, hey, like I said, literally books on everything. I, with me, there's no excuses. Like, look, there's a giant book on marketing yourself. This is the Bible on marketing yourself. So my thing is, there's that's no excuses. There are no excuses for not obtaining knowledge. Mm -hmm. That I'm not omitting. What I am going to stand firm is 90% of the event curators in New York do not give a fuck about the artistry. They are just trying to obtain the money. They don't care about the artists. They don't care about if they're good or bad. They don't care. And then when you go into these showcases, and I'm speaking from the perspective of the curator, mm. nine times out of 10, the amount of money that you want to make it look like went into the event does not. No, so, I know that. No, but, I, but here's the thing. Maybe you've seen it from that side, right? Because you have a very fond passionate of the artist. You thinking of a, of a performance side, right? Like with me, if I say, okay, if I charge a fixed amount, say, say I charge 400 for the showcase, right? First of all, my fee goes in, but I have a basic breakdown of why I charge 400. So if I say, okay, for one, you're already getting the DJ Chase brand. I already worked my brand up, okay? <laughs> you, you get, I got a equipment course, travel course. And I have to make a, a little bit of a profit, you know what I'm saying? So that I don't want it to cut into my profit. So if I say, okay, Rudis, here's a list of my expenses. You send an invoice. I mean, excuse me. I send you an invoice. I say, okay, this goes to 50 goes to gas, 50 goes to social media promotion, 50 goes to email marketing, 50 goes to even me providing value to the artist and saying, okay, you're getting a hot DJ with a radio station with playlisting. These artists have to understand that's what you're paying for. So even but like here's the, here's the cold blooded reality. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that is so consciously omitted. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've been on the back end of a number of showcases. Mm -hmm. These artists are paying for nothing. No, they're not paying for nothing. 
Because you know why I say that? Because it's up to them to come to the DJ network. Like even with me, well, the reason why I'm so, I have so, I just look at it from a different perspective, right? Because my thing is, you get artists that they'll, they'll try to send me to, even we start stop that shit. Like artists sending me their music five minutes before they go on trying to airdrop me. Like, come on, like stop doing that. Like, why do you do that? That's another part, that's another part of the showcases. That's a mess. A lot of these curators have no mm-hmm. consciousable understanding of how to put together an event. So you're booking 30 artists mm-hmm. when you got a four hour slot, half your artists don't get to perform. Other artists get their set cut like the culture of showcases in New York is fucked up. Yeah, but my thing is, but the artists have fucked it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying it because I because because you know why? Because I DJ a lot of them, right? And and like I said, a lot of the artists don't come network. Even yesterday, right? I literally went to an event like last night. My see, home- I'm not even talking about the networking perspective. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you perspective. I'm gonna give you a way to look at it, right? So even like last night, right? The big promoter, he's a big promoter in Atlanta, right? The, the, it says doors open at six o'clock. The event was over at, it was supposed to be over at 12. I left because it was it was getting too late. The artists didn't even show up till like 10 o'clock at night. The doors open at and six that's o'clock. The, and that's the, that's the curator's fault. That's what you allowed. How can I don't you do allow that? that? When I make my contracts, I make it very clear that you are only allowed it to be on time. If you are late, you are cut, period. There's no conversation. I don't give a fuck if your grandmother died. If you are late, there's nothing to discuss. You are only on time. If I'm not late, you're not late. Every time is money. But it's this not even just the showcases. But my thing is the the because my but it is once again the creatives to me are the lazy ones. You know what I'm saying? Because if somebody's giving my thing is if you're giving somebody that say say Rudis you I, say I'd be like yo Rudis I, I want you to come to my podcast right I'm giving you the opportunity I'm get, I'm presenting the opportunity to you. You know, okay, DJ Chase is on DTF. He got his own radio station. He does the playlists and he's popping on social media. All these things, right? You that you just know because you know you're you're professional, so you know what to look for. You wouldn't even be on this platform if it was just a Zoom like with some regular and ninja. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, you look at it you because you create, you understand the power of creating the opportunity for yourself. So you understand, okay, I'll give you this clip. Okay, I'm gonna use this for my. For my marketing asset, I'm gonna use this for my email blast. I'm gonna use this for, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, these artists don't look at it from a perspective of I have to create the opportunity. If I sign to a Def Jam or whatever the case, or or, or a, a CCAA or something like that, they're gonna do the same thing. They're just gonna charge, and then and they're gonna charge you a fee of your own money. But they have nothing to do with the structure of a showcase that is completely on the curator. The curator sets the tone. The curator designs the event. The curator, the curator, the curator. The artist is not making the event. No, but what I'm saying is you can't drag you can't drag somebody to to treat their career like a like a career. You get what I'm saying? So what I what I have witnessed from being on the back end of showcases. Mm -hmm. There's no investigation into the artist. There's no standard. There is no review. There's no listening to their music. There's no reviewing their social media. It can you pay for the slot? Cool. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if you have this artist that has already exhumed everything that goes against professionalism and you still afford that them that opportunity because they can pay for it, the curator is the problem. Okay, I got it. Okay, so and that's what it is. Okay, so I know exactly how to answer that. Okay, so say for example, right? And we just and we just talking. I'm not. We are gonna have you know. This is just one one aspect of it. But think of it this way, right? 
even sometimes these artists that we because we do like a lot of well the ones that i deal with like you know what i'm saying like the v hennies the uh terrell bliss you know the ones who i work with even in philly we actually do listen to the music well i listen to it rather so my thing is in a sense but i look at it like this right sometimes artists don't get an opportunity these artists they're not gonna be able to get an opportunity nowhere else so sometimes if somebody gives them a shot it's, it's about giving somebody a shot what happens is when you start like micromanaging and doing all that curating stuff, what it does is it sets it with like it, it kind of gatekeeps because it just looks like your friends is on because you, you know you, you know because you can tell your friend okay this is what I'm looking for it's kind of like the cheat code but some some random on the street you know who just wants to just maybe just really perform like I, I did a show with this artist right he ended up becoming a cop like I he had a whole run and everything and I had to find out from somebody else because I ain't seen him in a while he had a whole album release party and ended up becoming a cop. So sometimes people just want to be, you know what I'm saying? They just want the shot. <laughs> I know who you talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? He caught me off guard too. <laughs> I was like, wow, all right. So, you know what I'm saying? So you feel me? So I, I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. Can, like, So I can only speak to how I produce an event. Mm -hmm. When I produce an event, I do thorough investigation. Like I'm looking at all of your social media. You need to send me links to your live performances. I need to see how you behave on social media. I need your bio. I need to see what your standard of a professional picture is. Like I do thorough investigation mm -hmm. and I determine who I'm going to move forward with from there. Anybody that's my friend, they're not allowed to perform in Moasa. You may become my friend via Moasa, but if you're my friend before that, you can't mm -hmm. perform. That's I mean, yeah. because I don't like that favoritism shit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ask for money. Mm -hmm. I don't ask for money because I don't want you to feel like you can buy your way into it. You have to be good. You have to be driven. You have to want it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person who is cutting someone out because they can't afford it. Because I've been that artist that, artist that couldn't afford it. I've been the artist that was the dopest one, but couldn't afford to pay to get on the stage. Yeah. I, I, and I did the training. But I, I want to, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know. I understand that. But the thing is too, because look at it like this, right? Even with me, for example, everybody knows I'm a dope ass DJ, right? But they'll still mm -hmm. book Drewski because he's whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then not just don't shade to him. Drewski's my guy. But you get what I'm saying? Like they'll still put him in, in a certain events because of, you know what I'm saying? The shade notoriety so, yeah so it's like all right but once again i'm a way better dj than him and he would tell you that you know what i'm saying so it's not like but once again it's not even a competition thing we're in two different lanes but i'm saying like this in general people go if you if you start going by that clout and all that stuff it, and it, it still puts it on the gatekeeping kind of time type of time excuse me so you're literally proving my point right now mm -hmm. how so because i don't want the clout like, I don't want the person that's on everybody else's showcase. I don't want the person that is a seasoned showcase person. I want the person that's actually looking for the exposure, the person that actually needs the help. I don't want the one that's popping or popular. That's exactly who I don't want. Mawasa is, Mawasa means memoirs of a starving artist. And mm -hmm. it's legitimately about that. I've had an artist who was supposed to be doing Moasa and they said, yo, Rude, like, I don't know what to do. It's either I get in this cab and come there or I won't have money to get to work. 
I said, I got you. You're going to get in a cab and come here because I'm going to pay for the cab and you're still going to have the money to get to work because I got you. Mm. It's all like Mawasa is rooted in community. It, it's nothing like the other showcases. We're family. Like when you come to Mawasa, the very mm. first thing that, that is said is look to your left. Everybody looks to their left. That's your cousin. Look to your right. Everybody looks to the right. That's your cousin. Say, what's up, cousin? What's up, cousin? Mawasa is a completely no nigga zone because I've never been a nigga in my life. And I'm mm. not going to encourage anyone to keep perpetuating the false idea that it's okay to call yourself a nigga. You're not going to call yourself a nigga in front of me because I'm the baddest bitch in the room always and I will never be a nigga. There you go. There you go. Well, like I said, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I take it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? So the next September 3rd event is going to be your last event I heard and what Very I've seen. Event. Why is it your last event? I'm tired. I'm I'm over it. I'm over the lack of professionalism. I'm, mm. I'm over people not understanding the dynamics of professionalism. I'm over people thinking they're professional, but you're not. I'm just like, I'm done. And it's, I'm not going, and I know this is going to sound shady and I know how mixy and messy is, this is going to sound, but I'm not competing with someone beneath me. That's not shady. That's you entirely feel how you feel. Same with me. Because like I'm when, not- same with me, people ask me my, my prices. I'm like, listen, I'm not going lower than that. Like, mm, like not at this rate in the game, I'll, I'll put in more than enough work. I'm not, I'm not, this ain't for charity. I, I'm not, you know, so. Now, let me not say, like, I'm not going to say. I'm I'm the queen of charity, child. Like I I yeah. don't know. But that's what burns happen. you out, though. That that because that's what I was saying with the with the showcases is like at some point they because you know like with me right, I I lower my prices for certain people right, and I and then I'm like all right, they don't even have respect. Like I'm doing it because you act like you generally act like people wouldn't even at, at the time wouldn't even put me on flyers, but I'm giving them a lower price like. I'm like, what is that shit? Like, what is that? So I'm like, all right. So I'm gonna start acting like these. I'm gonna act like a white person. I'm all right. Since y'all want to pay white people, I'll, I'm gonna act just like them. This is actually the first time. So Moasa is is built in the barter system because mm-hmm. I like I go out of my way to try to build community through it. Mm-hmm. So no one pays initially. No one paid for anything. We were all trading. So I needed a photographer. Okay, you give me photography i will make your press kit you gonna be my host i will write your bio like we just went back and forth like it was bartering Mm -hmm. this year is the first year that i'm like now i'm paying everybody there you go like i said rudis jones zoom is trying to kick me off right now so i wanted to ask you are you ever gonna perform again you gotta come to moasa to find out oh my gosh i'm talking about after that no you retired from performing too? I stopped. I haven't performed in like four or five years. Oh, all right. I, I was I'm trying to sneak. In. I was trying to sneak one in. That's why. I'm so over it. I got tired of having to. I got tired of being consumed by my image. I got tired of. I gotta lose weight. I gotta lose weight. I gotta fit the jeans. I gotta stay this size. I gotta look like this for the camera. Like I got tired. I got tired of. Being outside and people noticing me, I hate that shit. I'm not social. I'm not social. I'm not social. So you like, got social media, my G. How you gonna think you gonna be? You got to listen. That's all the social you get. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't 
No, like I had this lady, I was working at Bob's Furniture. Mm-hmm. And this lady came in. She seen me standing at the door because I was the next customer was mine. And she dropped on the floor and started bowing down to me saying, you're the queen, you're the queen. And I'm like, yo, bro, get the fuck up, my G. What are you doing? <laughs> Hooper boys stopped me on the train. One guy pulled me off the bus and was hugging me. And he's like, yo, you're mad dope. And I, I don't, I, I like, I, it's flattering. Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm a, you know, I'm a cancer. So I, I'll be like, you know, white people thinking I'm in the house, like, I'd be like, yeah, I would have three. I would have three apartments, and you wouldn't even know where I live. I walk right past, you wouldn't even know it's me. Like, I hate, oh, I hate it. Oh, I didn't know you were a cancer. Yeah, my birthday July first. I love you. I'm a yeah. cancer. When's your birthday? June twenty eighth. Oh, you're the crazy June one. So I know you crazy. The June ones is crazy. I'm not gonna front. I might stab you and then tell you. Yeah, the you June, the June one. ones is the June ones is type crazy. Yeah, yeah, the June ones is definitely all. But uh, yeah. So my birthday is July first. So you know, you know how we are. We do, that's mm. my nephew's birthday. Yeah, I don't like being uh, like. Mm, I don't like. I don't, want, I don't want. I don't want all of the attention. Like it's overdrive. I don't like being in crowded. Like Mawasa, no bullshit. Every Mawasa I've ever had, I set it up. I made sure things was right, and I spent it outside. Exactly. That's why people be asking me, Chase. You nope. Don't ask me. I, I work. You see me, I work literally my studio right here. I just, I'm working on some, a secret project. I work from here. Like, I'd be like, I'm working from home. Do not call me. I did, literally, my, my A&R, Remo, he just, he, like, over the, maybe the last three years, two, three years, that's the most I've ever, like, taken pictures. Like, you would never see me do any of this stuff, so. Oh, my, if I'm not taking the picture, you're not taking the picture. Yeah, I'm not with that. You'll yeah. be getting all of this. It'd be all, like, extra hanging, like, they gotta relax. Don't take pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like I said, just my last question. Um, you know, what what advice do you have for anybody that's trying to get into the entertainment business? Like, you know, I know you're very passionate about the pay for play situation and things like that. So, what advice do you have for anybody trying to get into the entertainment business? Learn your shit. Don't think that just because you could put a mic in your hand, that's it. That's all it takes. Like. A lot of these artists aren't investing in stage coaching. They're not investing in a performance coach. They get on stage, they upstage themselves, they downstage themselves. They don't know how to hold the mic. They don't know how to find the light. Like you have to learn your artistry. You have to learn about marketing yourself. One of the, the things that I see a lot of artists do, and I'm just like, yo, you're dumb, bro. All of their social media platforms is a different name. Why? <laughs> You ask them for professional pictures, they send selfies. Nah, like you can very easily, most of us have iPhones. Most camera phones is pristine right now. You can literally have a clean photo shoot from your phone and you can edit the pictures yourself. Like you have to understand that becoming an artist is expensive. And if you are not in a position to pay for it, have to learn how to do the shit yourself i learned how to do my own email blast i learned how to edit my own videos i learned how to edit my own pictures i wrote my own bio i made my own website and i know that that shit seems daunting but if you want it you get it by any means necessary you have to make the personal investment and what i'm identifying with a lot of artists is they are omitting the personal investment. Stop expecting people to give a fuck about you more than you are giving a fuck about yourself. There you, you have it. Work. <laughs> For sure, man. The root is Jones. Like I said, we here. Bye.
your friends and your family is not going to be who puts you on. You got to get customers, family, yeah. They are not your target market. Stop expecting them to show up. They not. The majority <laughs> of my friends never showed up. Period. And I'm not mad at it because you don't understand my world. Stop expecting your friends and family to understand your world. For sure, for sure, for sure. Rudis Jones, the Rudis Jones. Can I say Rudis Jones or you want me to say the Rudis Jones? I mean, it's the Rudis, but everybody call me Ruda Rudis, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, you know this man the rudest jones you know this man mawasa purchased those tickets where can people find you on social media where can people pick up pick up tickets for the september 3rd event you can find me i'm i'm pretty much only on instagram because i'm phasing myself out right now um so darudis d-a-r-u-d-d-e-s-t jones on instagram um, you can find the tickets on Eventbrite. It's mawasa 2022eventbritecom Right now, the tickets are only $11. They're going to go up uh, in a week to 15 and then it's 20 at the door. So definitely get your tickets. Come and be prepared. Network yourself. Like, network. Tell people about yourself. Have your business cards. If you make jewelry or something, have giveaways. Have all of your shit. Like, Mawasa is a networking fucking palooza. But there you have it. There so you have definitely. it. <laughs> Rudis Jones, mama, thank you so much, man. Like I said, it's DJ Chase, the Rudis Jones right here. She's she's M she's she's retiring from the game. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy to have her on this probably just probably hopefully be her last interview with me. I go out with a bang. Uh, it's the pregame party miss podcast. My cancer sister, you know what it is, right here. WDJC DDB DJ Chase Radio on eleven apps, twelve mobile apps. DJChaseRadio.com, DJChase.net on all podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and YouTube. DJ Chase TV. Yeah, DJ Chase TV. It's official. Official. Come on. Yeah, with DJ Chase on the pregame party mix.